Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagell, and I'm joined for the very first time by Sarah, a.k.a. Sarita Ramirez. Sarah, how are you? Good, good, good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on the podcast. This is your first ever time on a podcast. That's the rumor. That's what I've heard, even though you do have some accolades for radio in the past. I've done stuff and things. <laughs> well, that's good. Do you care to elaborate at all? I uh, entered at 93.9 The River. What was that like? 10 years ago. I did promotions, so I got to go to a lot of concerts. Hell yeah. So like Our Lady Peace. Um, oh, I used to love Our Lady Peace. Who else? Justin Nizuka. I don't uh, know who that is. Who else? So many if I wasn't such a pothead. When you, were, when you were doing like the promos for them, did you get to like watch the concert too? Oh yeah, yeah. Most of the time, we once we broke down and mm-hmm. stuff, we can just hang out there and stay, um, or leave if we didn't really know. Like there were a lot of ninety three nine back then was a a lot of like indie and yeah. Canadian bands and whatnot. The stuff so. that I grew up. Well, you, you, ninety three nine just changed too, um, yeah. which is very sad. And it, along with eighty nine X. That's you know I, I was just about to say ninety three nine was what I graduated to in mm-hmm. my late twenties and thirties, and eighty yeah. nine X is what like I grew up on. You know, as far as like back in the day when it was alternative rock right. and then modern rock, and then back when they were when they were bumping Lincoln Park and Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, well, Gnip is actually a friend of mine. Um, who used oh, really? To do, yeah, he used to do Eighty uh, Nine X at first, and then mm-hmm. he moved to Ninety Three Nine The River because that's where. Um, uh, who else was on both too? Um, I think no, it wasn't Mark, but there was someone else too. Because I, I, I'm still friends with Gnip and stuff. Oh yeah, we, what's we he up to out. these days? He's uh, doing the radio thing. He. Has three awesome dogs. Oh my god, those cute little like <laughs> fluffy things. Like not the not exactly not my style. Things, I like the annoying ones that bark at people. I, I like bigger <laughs> dogs too. The little ones, the little ones tend to make more noise. Mm-hmm. So. But he's yeah, I think it's good nip. You know, like legend. <laughs> in, you know, in Detroit and Canada. When I was younger, because in eighty nine X just betrayed us all and turned into country music. Like what the fuck. <sighs> Um, but when I was younger, I used to listen to the top nine at nine every night, going to bed and try to guess what it was and fall asleep to the radio. And uh, I'm really nostalgic about 89X. And mm. Not that yeah. I've listened to it much in later years because my music taste has developed and changed into much more poppy stuff. But um, I still got an emo soul at heart. I was going to say, who hurt you? I guess <laughs> Post Malone. Anymore. I saw Post Malone and Bonnaroo and it changed everything. Oh, put it all in perspective. It's like, you know what? Yeah. I don't have to be sad anymore. Um, but anyway, Sarah, uh, I am doing dry February, so I will not be consuming alcohol today, but you got some fun drinks for me. Appreciate it. But what are you drinking that we're going to be putting on the shelf after this? I'm drinking something I bought purely because the aesthetics were pleasing. It is called Hemp Tails. <laughs> hemp Tails, baby. Uh, made with real hemp seeds. I mean, it's not, you know, THC, obviously, or anything, but... Um, there's just seeds in it. <laughs> it's, and there's, you know, it's it's got a strain of cannabis and alcohol in it. So, I mean. All right. What is it per- percentage and what um, company brews it? 8%. And it looks like it is made by the Rockwall Brewing Company in Rochester, New York. I don't know if we've done one of those, but I'm certain we must have. Most of the beers on here are from Shorts because they make new beers like every week and they have cool logos. And that's usually the basis on what I pick them for. They have a website. Um, well, why don't you crack that open and tell us what it tastes like? And oh, what am I drinking? You are drinking. Which one do you have? Is it the the, the not milk one? That is a, a Mexican drink, tamarindo. Tamarindo. It's, yeah, it's a a plant based, um, pretty good drink. It tastes interesting. 
It's almost like a kombucha vibe. That's the beer number one. Sport. That's um the kind of Mexican candy that you would have on the, the brown one on the stick that people would put like the Lucas salt or something on it. Okay. You know, it's not exactly my thing, but it's something different. The other yeah. one, the other one I gave you is my favorite. So hold on, let me try this one. Let's let's give it a give it the old Sarah review over here. Not too bad. Does it taste like weed? It has a not so much taste, but it's it it it's affecting you know my like olfactory. Oh my god, you are right instantly red eyed and stoned right now. I'm just yep. kidding. <laughs> going to jump out a window. It's total weed for madness over here. Um, it's citrusy. Okay, interesting. So, which isn't my favorite. I was not expecting that out of no, a, no, a hemp beer. I was expecting happiness. It's no, it's pretty smooth actually. So, well, I hope you like it because you have to drink all of them. It's mandatory. I'm just kidding. But it's bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, on to sports. But I actually got a new card game, so I want to ask you a question before we do this. Let's do it. Let's just pick one of these out at random. This game is called Actually Curious. Um, it's just like some deep questions. Um, describe one time you judge someone based on a perceived difference. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the post-Trump age, right? <laughs> yep <laughs> hopefully actually probably not we're probably never going to be in the post-trump age no everything is a post-trump age now well i mean that's the given one you know people who voted for trump people who can you know voted for him twice especially oh you know, yeah those who were uh not swayed by double magas by anything you know like in that time you know from Re, you know, from the election and before, you know, insurrection. You know? Yeah. Small period of time, you know. What a climax to a story. <laughs> oh, my God. 2020 was really, I saw this tweet. It's like, man, uh, 2020 is just truly a three-act uh, script, isn't it? It's, I mean. Then 2021 was like the extended cut, I've been saying. It's not the apocalypse I thought we were going to have. <laughs> yeah, it's much slower and more boring, but. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the only revolution we've had has been. A little one on Wall Street, you know. <laughs> yeah, and they shut that down. But yeah, up. <laughs> I have the same with uh, um, perceiving somebody differently at first. It's just like if I see you wearing a red hat, even if I can't see what's on it, it's at like first, motherfucker. Dubious, yeah. Like I have a Pistons hat. I I don't want to wear because it's too red. It's so red. <laughs> well, speaking of the Pistons, um, you mentioned before the pod something about Chauncey Billups. I used to be a huge basketball fan. I was a kid when we were back to back so i mm -hmm. grew up seeing them as just bad the bad ass, boys bad ass that's right Santa. before my time yeah and being like, alive when mj was playing for the bulls mm -hmm. and you know there are you know number one whatever so i you know when i was not living in michigan and when we were in the playoffs and then when we won you know and all that i was of course you know elated that was great and then when we almost did it again it was awesome too but I'm from, I was born in San Antonio, so that was fine too. But anyways. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, like, Rasheed I mean, Wallace leaving Ori unguarded. Come on. You're Steve, bringing back bad Steve memories. Steve Nash, though, and his hair used to like flip in the wind. Like, Steve Nash was not on that team. Steve Nash was on the Phoenix Suns. In 2004? Yes. We're going to have to look that up. Okay. Well, I know I'm right. Um, you had Tim Duncan. Who was the other little guy with the hair then? You're thinking of Steve Nash. He's a little guy with the hair, but he was not on the Spurs. I'm not sure you're right. Okay, but what I was getting to, we're, we're going to fact check this, but what I was getting to with Chauncey, so after that, you know, he left 
the Pistons for Denver, and he's from Colorado, and I was all happy for him. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's great. You know, he's going to go there. You know, he's getting older. He's in the end of the career. And I thought he was going to retire from there, you know, go back home, and this, yeah. that's all she wrote. Till this motherfucker goes all the way to New York. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, why? Like, did he go to the Knicks? He went to the Knicks. Hmm. He went to New York, and like, I mean, I think he went. Did he, he must go have to Boston not... for a minute too. But I, 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 I fell off. I fell off because I was really disappointed. He's my favorite, and mm-hmm. I used to be, you know, I used to like back when Yahoo had message boards and stuff like that. I was in the, you know, bas- yeah. uh, Pistons sports things, and I would get like, I would go to. Um, in Maryland, I would go to a place called Jillian's, which is just like Dave and Buster's, and that's where I would watch all the games and stuff. But he just kind of broke my heart, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I was so like, why? And because he went through some shit, and he something about his marriage, and I don't know, like you know, people need money or something. And I'm not saying it's that he's well, also he was not, always not, a tremendous player. But not all of that's his fault, probably for going to different teams. Like he was getting older too. Like yeah, well, that's why he should have just stepped. Home <laughs> yes, just... retire. You don't need to make any more money. <laughs> no, he was he's coaching now. So oh, he's he? still making money. I know yeah. he was rumored to like for a while be the next Pistons GM before we got Troy Reaver. Isaiah Thomas was. Isaiah Thomas was like way back in the day. Like mm-hmm. then we had Joe Dumars that got us the O four championship. That's uh Thomas is the jersey I always wanted. Like a throwback. Thomas is yeah. the jersey I always wanted. He's so disrespected in terms of all the greats. Because Michael Jordan hates him. Well, he came up during, you know, Michael Jackson and... Uh, Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan uh, and uh, Lambeer and... You know what I mean? He kind of mm-hmm. got lost and, like... Yeah, there but was we so went many, back to back. There's so they... many greats. There were so many greats at mm-hmm. one time. Like, I mean, when Rodman was first starting out, you know what I mean? Before he mm-hmm. went, like, full piercing and stuff. So. Right. Was, where he became friends with Kim Jong Un. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is before basketball became like drama class and stuff for injuries. You know right. what I mean? Like, oh, oh my god. Fuck. Well, yeah, the NBA had to change change the rules to uh, stop the Pistons because they were just murdering everybody, and Jordan couldn't beat them until then. He beat them and didn't look back and won. Yeah, we're literally everything. a team that goes into the stands to whoop their fans ass. Well, you got to think we were like the 04 Pistons, I think also changed the rules because we were so boring and because like we were just a defensive team which doesn't happen in basketball. And we, yeah, we, we didn't were... have a like that's the last team that ever won that didn't have a superstar. No, I, yeah, it was it was a collective because mm-hmm. I mean like cuz we were defensive as hell. Ben Wallace couldn't shoot a free throw to save his life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like god, that guy. Um I was at the the brawl at the Palace actually when I was younger. No way. Me and my brothers were, yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I never got to see them in the palace, but I saw them when I was uh, in San Antonio uh, for something else. Have you been to LCA yet? No. No, it's I really dope. don't want to because I'm not a big fan of the Illich family. Oh, okay. Um, well, especially with what they're doing uh, in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean. Separate topic, but. Billionaire's going to billionaire, you know? <laughs> well, they were supposed to develop some areas that now they turned into parking lots and are charging astronomical rates for them. Right, and that's how they got the city to pay for half the stadium, by saying they were going to yeah. build it up. And they held on to a lot of that property while everything around, you know, it was dilapidated and everything else was. And it essentially, like, kept it from growing and mm-hmm. becoming, like, any kind of, you know, economic activity until it benefited them greatly. And that, you know, for someone who's from Detroit sees like Detroiters working like I mean Dan Gilbert didn't come here and just like become Captain Save a Ho. I mean people who were in Detroit already were establishing a foundation of right helping the city well, out and doing a lot of things and these people with more money just came like oh so, like swoop in like, there's no such thing as a good billionaire so like you're just kind of like anything we do we're kind of fucked because there's always somebody eating at the top percent plus for them 
Yeah, <laughs> right. We need a. Well, we'll get to that in politics. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, anyways, um, the Pistons are like in a rebuilding phase. Uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with them recently. I know we have um, Blake. We have Blake Griffin, who Griffin. is just a, a shell of himself from his older days and has a massive contract that's probably untradeable. So we're probably going to have him ride out his career here for another year and a half. I, I really want to start paying attention again because I need, I feel, I always call basketball the sport for the ADD. So, you know, because... Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and, and also you can kind of jump in the last quarter and, like... <laughs> right. Like and they're, the, they're, like, in terms of watching the game, they're the most fun to go to because it's like you're at a casino during the whole thing. Like, anyone hits a three, they're, like, shooting T-shirts into the air. Yeah. Like, there are people always dancing, even, like, during breaks. They have, like, a concert at halftime, usually. It's just, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, visual pleasing aesthetics to it. Like a carnival. Yeah. Like, I took um, my, my, um, my brother's girlfriend went with me... For my birthday in 2019 to a Pistons game, or maybe it was 2020. I don't remember. Um, who and, against who? Um, we were playing the Grizzlies because Ja oh. Morant was there, and he's the young stud. Um, but like, it was the first time ever going to a basketball game, and she fucking loved it. And she doesn't even like basketball. But uh, yeah. Um, I mean, most stuff is better when you see it live. Like I, well, I've never been to a hockey. Mm. Uh, game which I fucking I loved I was like 14 when we won uh, I mean the Red Wings are one of the best ever like franchises franchises, in of all sports of all time like period Mm. like that's the Red Wings are just 25 years in a row making the playoffs is something like unheard of in a row it only it's only people don't understand only recently have the Red Wings sucked like when when I was 14 we were on on fire every single year for decades we didn't miss like a like mm. i mean we got to conferences we didn't make like every playoff or everything but we got to like it was postseason right. for us all the time every yeah, year I was, all the time used to love hockey growing up wayne gretzky hello they're naming the bridge gordy howe like, <laughs> duh. yeah that o2 team which i know we just paid a lot of money to get them because it was before the salary cap era but that was like you i love that team we pay all them too much anyway honestly <laughs> and we subsidize way too much over there that's why i don't like like little caesar's arena either uh 300 million of mm. uh detroit taxpayer money went to that right yeah and the illiches are the most wealthy family in detroit Michigan. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I don't know. No, they, they're, they're the wealthiest mm-hmm. people in Michigan. Yes. So that's your fact. My fact is Steve Nash was never on the Spurs. Um. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that, and I will not take that as fact until I see substantiation. Thanks. <laughs> you ever been to a Lions game? No. Football, I have a love-hate with. Like, I used to be, eh, but I have an ex who, at the end of our relationship, was on four fantasy football leagues, and I... Oh, that's oh no. <laughs> that's a no. Come on, like I know it didn't say anything like about two and three. I had children with this human being. <laughs> At three, I was like, um, maybe you don't want to have too much more than that. Like it's not okay. Like I'm I'm pretty chill, you know. Like whatever, like help out, whatever. But then, like when it was four, it was like. I mean, this isn't your job, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you pay attention to. F- I have three. I'd only pay attention to two. One, I always finish in last place because I'm sure there's one league. you just like rotate, like just like, yeah. like based on something else you're doing with the other two. But he was like, there was one he was in for like twenty something years, and I didn't care about it at all. But it just turned me off from uh, football because like I was inundated with it, and then personally, it, it, he wasn't a an active participant in the relationship because during of it. football so, season. Yeah, and that was a long time, and like. 
we're not together anymore. <laughs> he's a he wasn't a great you know uh, partner, but he's a he's a good father. So mm-hmm. that's all that matters. That is all that matters, I suppose, in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um. So Matthew Stafford just got traded. Everybody, I'm sure everyone's heard the news. They got traded to L.A. Never the Rams heard of them. <laughs> um, for two first round, two future first round picks, um, a third round pick this year, and quarterback Jared Goff who is probably going to be the new starting quarterback for the Lions. I'm unfamiliar with him. What do we feel about him? We feel that he is not very good. Um, oh, okay. But so, so normal Lions picks. <laughs> yeah, but okay. he's young, and he could, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's won playoff games, which is something Matthew Stafford hasn't done. So participation trophies are a thing now? Hey, I mean, <laughs> I the, the city of Detroit would say. build a statue for any quarterback that won us a playoff game. <laughs> the only Super Bowl we had was someone else's. Yeah, Super Bowl XL, I remember. Yeah. Steelers versus Seahawks. Yeah, but, I mean, Bettis had, I mean, I felt so happy for him, you know. Yeah, I was rooting for the Seahawks. I really hate it. I hate the Steelers for some reason, for some un, for no reason. I'm a, I don't have I a mean, real reason. I'm, I think it's because my brother it's liked no them. Deal. They got a great song, though, you know, like from by... Uh, Are you going to sing it? By Homeboy, Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow. <laughs> That's a jam. I forgot I about that song. It. I still listen to it like it's on my workout mix and stuff, but it's, you know, it's hype. We got forward down the field, though, which is just a Lions fight song. <laughs> but um, um, I have Lions gear, so, I mean, you know, I rep them. And, but when, you know, if anyone asks me, like, oh, are you a football fan? All I say is, I'm from Detroit. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> I mean, well, if, honestly, Detroit sports are kind of like a, a almost like a metaphor of, of Detroiters. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, you work, you know... As hard as you can, and sometimes you, you start getting ahead, but you just fall back, and you just can't stop making the same mistakes, and like you never quite get there. <laughs> you never, you know, some t- every once in a while you're like, oh shit, we're about to like. I mean, I'm talking lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, like all of them, you know, like you <laughs> lions, know, lions, tigers, and wings. Yeah, you know, we've almost been like so many times, like you know, we we make it, you know, like. Well, all of them got a championship oh. except for the lions. Um, the Red Wings obviously have dynasty. Well, we have the championship of um, one of the worst ever like seasons. Oh yeah, if not the one of the one of the only not, two teams to do it that. It used to be the worst, but didn't didn't we got um, the Cleveland the also did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh great! But the Cheyenne Cleveland just won a playoff game this year. Great, we're worse than Cleveland. <laughs> we are the worst. This might be the worst franchise in all of sports, not just not well, just see, um, uh, see Detroit. Detroit. See, mm-hmm. that's that's the same kind of thing. You have to have the yin with the yang. We have the wings, but we have the yeah. lions. Well, right now we only got the whatever one of those is worse because we got Pistons rebuilding terrible, Red Wings rebuilding terrible, Lions rebuilding terrible, Tigers rebuilding terrible. Literally, we're all rebuilding at the same. time. You know time. what we need to do then? Start burn, ignoring burn stuff and have a seance. That's what I'm thinking. Oh no, I, I'm oh I'm, I'm all with you. Like flip tables and throw chairs. Let's do it. But no, we need to start ignoring all of them and maybe put all our hopes and dreams in the women, like the shock and stuff. Because are the shocks still around? I have no idea. I think they left a long time ago. Actually, I, I'm thinking about the big ball at the uh, at the uh, <laughs> at the refinery that they used to have painted as um, a basketball, and they had pistons on one side and shock on the other. At the side. refinery, what's the at, refinery? On seven on I seventy five and Schaefer Road, oh, the, the marathon refinery, gotcha. they have one that's a ball that is like back in mm-hmm. the day it used to be a baseball, yeah. and it had um, uh, the tigers on it, and then it, they did it to a basketball. I'm not quite sure what it is now, and I pass it all the time. Like. <laughs> I have no idea what it I'm is. I'm very right Detroit now. ignorant. I don't um, know much of it except for like the Greek town area because that's where I'm always. I'm always right by Old Chalili. Suburbanite. 
Um, right. I, I grew up in the hood, legit. I grew up in the hood. I graduated from Southwestern High School, which is that high school that um, is right on Fort Street, like where the new bridge is going to be, and it's all abandoned, and they have videos of people like skating through it. And yeah. It's like all <laughs> busted open and stuff, and I want to jump. I want to go, like wander through. Uh, I grew up in the city of Detroit, like properly. Yeah. I love Detroit. I love Detroit. I it's do too. So... I mean, I don't, I, I'd only like, you know, only know the well, downtown areas really. Well, people but... don't know, like the Detroit Institute of Arts is one of the top three museums in the nation. Mm-hmm. We have, if you really think about it, our food is amazing. We have, you know, not only like Coney Islands, which are, you know, pretty unique to our area, which, right. you know, Greek immigrants brought from uh, New York, like, mm-hmm. and I don't even think there's much in uh, New York anymore. We also have Polish. We have like legit Mexican food in Southwest. Mm-hmm. We have, you we, know, I mean, if you count Dearborn, we have like the biggest Arabic and, yep, community and in the United have, States. Yep, in the whole United States. Yep, mm-hmm. we have. I mean, I, I learned how to say, you know, yalla de hin hashish in, in high school. Let's smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds cool. <laughs> and, you know, like we have we have so much food. We have so mm. many like good places in Greek town and we got fucking Motown like um great music history. We used oh to be called God. way it's back in like the in, like either the late 1800s or early 1900s we were like called like the Paris of the West cuz we had like uh, such Detroit. a big Detroit yeah. of of the rivers or lakes or of the water mm. or something that's what Detroit means. We had like means. a like a big big like uh, opera not opera but like plays and stuff like we that. We were scene. established by the French in 1701 as a fur trading post. Interesting. I'm a smarty pants. Mm. And uh, this brings me back to the Pistons because mm. Pistons two like newest rookies like that they got the last two years. Once um, Seiko Dembuya who is from France, and then one week our rookie Ooh, we... just like Parker, right? Oh t- yo, oh yeah, Tony Parker. He's from. Yeah. yeah, I think he's from France. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard him speak French? No. Ooh. <laughs> Girls. And then we got. And guys, we go got listen. Killian Hayes. Well, he's a terrible human being. Just Killian Hayes, who is our rookie point guard. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm really just where, excited to. He's rookie completely, like, uh, like from college. He's getting or. He played. He played like, uh, like semi pro ball in France, but I think he's only oh, nineteen. Like a double A, triple A type, type uh, equivalent. Something like that. But yeah, so Lithuania, like from New Girl. <laughs> hey, I'm Lithuanian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, uh, but a New Girl, Winston. He that was. In I think that was Latvia. Latvia. Oh, my bad. Trust me, I'm a Racist. New Girl stan. I love New Girl. <laughs> I have that 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 picture in my um, living room is their apartment layout. I didn't see it. No, it's right above the saxophone, or not the saxophone, the trumpet. Oh, okay. I was looking at the trumpet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hopefully we bring the French connection over here to Detroit. Um, De Detroit. Um, but we do need to talk about the Super Bowl that is tomorrow, or probably when everybody listens to this after you already know what happens, but yeah. whatever. Spoiler alerts. You're going to see if we're right or not on our predictions. Do you know who's playing? Um, I think, hold on, because my girl is all excited about it. Is it Florida? No. It's in Florida. It's in Florida. Yeah, she's in Florida right now. That's why. Um, it's not Green Bay. because nope. it's the other she Bay. She's wearing the t-shirt. San Francisco? No, I'm sorry, the other team, well, I'm just going to tell you. I don't know, yeah. I don't, um, it's I don't Tam- really... Tampa Bay um, against... Oh, um, uh, but it's Florida. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there's three There's three teams in Florida. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was doing that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tampa Bay um, against the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, shoot, Kansas City already has a championship behind them. They won right? last year, yep. yeah. Patrick, this would be Patrick Mahomes going to be the first person to repeat winning Super Bowls since the last time Tom Brady did it, and Tom Brady is the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Was that Bay Deflate Bucks. Gate? Um, was that something the year around. Of I don't. Gate? I don't. I don't remember. I'm not excited about Tom Brady <laughs> winning anything. 
I think he's going to win. I'm, I, I'm not confirming or denying that. I'm just not excited about him <laughs> doing it. I actually started loving football right when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. Um, so I was a big Patriots fan for a while, but then it kind of got old. Uh, I lived in Maryland, so uh, I liked the Eagles for a while. Uh, shouldn't you like um, the Ravens? I, do you know who their mascots are? <laughs> a raven? Three of them. Edgar, Allen, and Poe. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> a nurse I worked with when I worked at the hospital out there was dating Poe. I think I always, I'm sorry. I dating a was, raven? Yeah, she's dating a raven. Po, oh, the, uh, the, one the of the people that played the mascot? Yeah, Poe. <laughs> but, I mean, that's so cool, right? Edgar, <laughs> right. Allen, and Poe. Anyways. That is kind of cool. Non-sequitur. So. <laughs> you know, the, I feel that actually makes me feel bad for the Browns, because, you know, the they used to be the Cleveland Browns, but then they moved them to... Baltimore and then like won the Super Bowl the next year and then Cleveland's just been destitute ever since oh my gosh but I don't have any sympathy because I'm a Lions fan but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Tom Brady is the first person to um make a Super Bowl that's played at his own home stadium because they they decide where the Super Bowl is played every year so this is the first time ever in the history of the NFL that the team that's hosting the Super Bowl made the Super Bowl so they have home field advantage Holy crap, that's enormous. Tom Brady was the first person to ever take a Super Bowl game to overtime. Of course, he won it. This is going to oh, be Tom Brady's 10th yeah. Super Bowl he's ever been to, most that's of all time. Be the mo- yeah, okay. He will be his seventh one if he wins. And he's like 73, right? He's 43. Okay, same thing. Um, For he football. is, he is t- like, he's, I think he's nine years older than Patrick Mahomes. He's only a couple years older than me. Yeah, um, it's crazy that this guy is doing all this. And he, I don't even think, like, I think Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes are a much better team, but. Tom Brady is touched by God or something. Um, this or, guy is or just Satan. We don't yeah, know his life. Right. He's <laughs> he's got something going. The universe believes in him, and things just always happen for him. And so I'm picking. I'm gonna say that Tom Brady takes this because he's got home field. Kansas City Chiefs are missing some players. They had a COVID scare. Like all this random. Their their oh, coach's are, are son got into barber? a. With, yeah. Who had the, who had, Jesus balls. What. <laughs> One of their the coach's son got into a car accident with children. Like I mean, I don't know what happened. I don't know if anyone died or whatnot. But like, it's just like that's terrible. It just seems like the universe is just just trying to make it as easy as possible for this old man to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my god. Which I don't know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. It's goat versus goat or goat versus future goat. Um, because Tom Brady is you is can't. Is he the one with the hair? Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got like a little up here. Mm-hmm. Like you know, cute boy. Never heard of it. I mean, he's um he's the, he's the next star. Um, he's incredible. He does things that we haven't really seen in a while. Um, but Tom Brady just gets it done, and he's never been super flashy. Just either the luckiest motherfucker in the world, or just the just the best football player in the world. Like this is if he wins this, I mean, he's gonna have more titles than Jordan. Like if you compare God, cross sports, right? He's already got more championship appearances, I think, than. I think anyone across sports. Man, I be, could be wrong about that. Is he the that. oldest quarterback going into a Super Bowl, too? He has yep. to be the oldest. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe player at all, right? No, not player not, at all. I mean, there's kickers that have been a lot older, I think. Maybe not a lot. Yeah, they have one job. But he he's definitely going to be the old, oldest player on the field, I think. Um, I'm pretty positive about that. Um, and just, I mean, he's been around since I started liking football. <laughs> like, he's the guy. He's the guy. And he still wants to play for, like, five more years which like if he plays until he's 50 imagine that nobody would ever be able well i don't know i can't imagine anyone making that same with the same record that he has that's and this and he's not even on the patriots anymore he just immediately went to a different team made the super bowl yeah he just turned them around (laughs) you ever get into sports betting 
only like squares and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, like and like boxing, do rounds and stuff like, but not anything seriously. Uh, I'm a poker player. So, oh, so. let's hear about that. <laughs> oh shit, that's sports. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. You know, just always Sarah playing. was being modest over here. She was on a <laughs> never released pilot for a poker show. It in Las Vegas, right? No, no, no. It was in Maryland, actually. Oh, we, Maryland. Well, we would go play in Atlantic City. So, well, we had our regional in like Atlantic City and stuff, and whoever won that got a buy-in for the World Series of Poker. Mm-hmm. But I never made it that far at all. I made it to the regionals, and it used to be, this was a million years ago, at the Taj Mahal. Okay. Trump's oh. Taj Mahal. <laughs> so, when, when he was just a regular douche, not like President Douche. Have you met Donald Trump before? No. No, thank goodness. <laughs> Um, uh, so like, you, what, how did you become good at poker? Um, you know, I grew up in a family where when you had like holiday events, you, you brought your change thing mm-hmm. and like sometimes the cards would go around and you would choose what game as you're playing and like you play you know, different stuff and whatnot. And then there were some of us that would play, you know, a few of us start playing poker and whatnot, um, five card and then Hold'em became big and we started doing that a lot. But when I was in the military, I started playing all the time and oh i bet people used to think that i was an easy mark so as i was playing i realized it was easy to take their fucking money so (laughs) um i got pretty good and i started playing in this league thing it was called uh world tavern poker and it was really cool you would go online and uh sign up it was free and different bars would have it and you would play poker and you would accumulate points as you did, depending on who won and everything. And that's how I started playing and, you know, started, like, getting uh, noticed and whatnot. And then they had this big, huge, they started having these big, huge things in, in downtown Baltimore in the Inner Harbor. And turned one of those, like, kind of mini tournament things into uh, a pilot and whatnot. And they chose some of us to sit at a table and, like... Did you get to, like, speak on the pilot? Like... I'm sure, because it, it recorded us around the table. i never seen it. This was 2000, like eight or something I uh-huh. was, i'm older so i was like 27 yeah you know? uh it was just i mean like i had there were they made a poster of it and they put my face on it a little bit so uh, there's like three of us uh, american poker showdown or something like that but mm-hmm. it was back in the day when all that stuff was just getting you know poker was everywhere and just getting huge and whatnot and why'd you stop playing uh i had children uh, and like I mean, I it. used to do stuff. I used to, I was like a level eighty five blood elf warlock on World of Warcraft. And stuff. Like, <laughs> I used to be cool. You know? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily consider that cool, but I mean, I to know. each their own. Oh, I think <laughs> you ruined the joke. Um, uh, what's like the biggest take? Like, did you win? You won, I'm assuming you won like some large sums of money at some. point. I would win like six and seven hundred dollars. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, so that nothing about, too crazy. Nothing, nothing too big. Nothing I may like have gotten 10 grand. like. No, no, I never, I wasn't, I was all about, like, glory and stuff. Like, I'm not big on, I'm, if I lost some big money, I'd be, like, so upset. So, I, yeah. I'm way too, like, oh, I'm just fucking playing, you know. Like, I mean, if it, was, if it was something, like, I felt a little better about or whatnot. But, I mean, but that's me, like, being there for, like, seven hours at a table. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Seriously, so long. We would go, we were in the military. And we would leave Fort Meade, Maryland and drive two hours to uh, Atlantic City. And we would go like on a Friday night and we would just stay up all night. We're not getting a hotel room. Fuck that. We just stay up all night playing poker and like just. That's crazy. I don't think I have the attention span for that. So 
Oh, we were crazy. <laughs> we were crazy. I would need something to help my um, uh, focus. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a monster. I don't know how I don't need coffee or caffeine or anything at all. Like, yeah. I just am naturally ADHD or something. You know, it's great. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have the attention. I'm, actually, the main my main issue with poker is... I'm not very good at lying, and then I get impatient if the cards aren't coming my way. I'm just like, all right, fine, I'm going to try to bluff and well, just I mean, go all in for no reason. Oh, you're one of them. I am and then, one of and them. And then you would accidentally win and have a big chip advantage, mm-hmm. and then people and then would be still, unable to like, still play still go all in on a terrible cause hand. Because you're, you're conservative, but you have money to buy everyone out, and yeah. you're just that guy. Yeah, I'm not, I am that. not taking you at any games. That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I mean you got to play the cards, you know, but at the same time, you, have, you also got to know when to... I don't know. It's 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 intuitive, mm-hmm. you know. And do you still play casually, like with your friends or anything? We haven't played in a while. Um, I haven't played in a couple years. Like I think I went to a, like a home game at my cousin's, like some of his boys and stuff. Uh, yeah, I know you had kids, but I mean, if I was like that good, I probably would be like trying to do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's just I don't know. It's I like it, and I know that I would do it a lot, so I don't. Start. Yeah, so I'm like. Mm. Is it almost a little addictive? Yeah, not quite though. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. pretty decent with it, but that's why I don't play World of Warcraft anymore. And, you know, <laughs> like seriously, I would like. I never got into World of Warcraft. I've always been like, I feel like there's parts of my life where I was almost close to getting in, but kind of glad I didn't because I don't know how obsessed I would have got with that. It's so fun. <laughs> I was, I was uh, in the Horde, which are the, the darker forces. Uh, <laughs> I don't course. know. I don't know what that means. You have to explain. There's an alliance and there's a horde. The alliance are like your humans and your regular elves and mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then there's the horde, which are mostly your orcs, which are you know the more dominant or what was an, originally like the feature of it, and uh, a couple other factions and whatnot. And you, there's kingdoms and it's just so much. It's it's a great you know the movie isn't the best thing in the whole wide world you know but it's it's got a great lore. It's got yeah. It's just I mean if if, know, if people were that obsessed with it like definitely got something going for it. Yeah. Fear number two entertainment. Uh, I'm supposed to be on another beer. What are you guys trying to do to? Us? <laughs> well, we can't have a six hour long podcast just on your behalf. But I'm gonna open up this um, <laughs> no. horchata. Where did you get these from? I got them from a place called Sheila's Taqueria. Um, it is a, the main one is in Detroit. Sheila's, uh, they're, they're a bakery and everything. They're great. Uh, and they have another one in, I think it's Melvindale or Lincoln Park. But that's a rice and cinnamon based sweet drink. It is uh, very tasty. Which it actually rum chata is based on. Uh, rum chata is the same thing, but with rum. And that's how oh. I originally started drinking rum chata. I would get horchata, like no ice and a. From, so from a rum chata is with rum. This is with horror. No, or no, with an H. You know, horchata. That's just that's the original name. Horchata. Yeah, rum chata is changing. It's horchata. Stop just, messing it just up. Just being a real dick American about it. Yeah. Where's your Lithuanian stuff, huh, buddy? Huh? I I don't think Lithuanians are kind to um foreigners over in their countries. What I've read about them. So I see. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So anyway, we're on to entertainment. Um. What have you been fucking with these days? I heard you mention something about Mortal Kombat earlier. Oh my gosh, the movie's coming out in April, and they had uh, 
it wasn't a trailer, but they have some like production pictures that are out, and there's information about the story and whatnot. There's... Is it live action? Yeah, it's live action. How They're... is that? Is it's is it gonna be? What's it gonna be rated? It's it's a reboot. They want it to be R, so that they can have some fatalities and whatnot in it. Like I don't know if you need to see all like those people. You need to see all that. Okay, <laughs> don't be 1992 Nancy Reagan over here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know how graphic. Like, okay, so you ever watched like The Walking Dead? Never heard of it. Okay, you're lying. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched the last two seasons. I think you... I, I, the last no, the last one I saw was when Rick died. No, a little bit of the next one, but I read most of the comic. Okay, well, Rick didn't die, but um. Uh... Well, you know, he, when he got yeah, when he whisked away. But like when they when they did like the when Negan came and bashed Glenn's head in, mm-hmm. like that was a little too much. Like I. It was good. That was, yeah, I understand. But at the like, same I'm time, like, I'm no you, have, crude, you, but... ha- you have to be able to see. But Mortal Kombat, like, that's, like, kind of what Mortal Kombat's about. Like, at least the video game, from what I remember, is about those violent it's finishing moves. It's into extreme, I mean, they have brutalities now, you know. So, I mean, but the original ones, like, Scorpion, you know, mm-hmm. taking off his, his, his face, and, you know, <laughs> and, and breathing fire and burning his, you know, to, to skeletal remains. That's an awesome one. The Kiss of Death from Sonya. What else has it? What is the what is like the story going to be about for this movie? So there's a uh, new character. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some theories about who he might who he might who he might be, but there's a new character. Um, I forgot his name, and he has a unknown past. He doesn't know about his heritage or his life or anything. And I think he has like a mark that kind of shows like resembles or is the mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat symbol. You know, the dragon and the circle and all that. And he's going on a quest. He has, I think he has a daughter or something, and he's going on a quest or he somehow gets involved in the, 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 the Mortal Kombat the, um, for uh, realms. Because, you know, you have to have uh, Mortal Kombat every year, and if, if one faction wins 10 of them, then they can, t- they can merge realms. And, you know, if Outworlds, you know, has won nine, which are, you know, Shao Kahn and some bad people, then if they win one more, which I'm not sure if they're doing here, if they win one more, they can take over El- um, uh, Earthrealm and invade and, and be horrific. For, like kill everybody? Is that, their, oh, that, I'm their, sure. that what like, their goal is? Enslaved, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, a lot of the so stories So who fights from the Earthrealm? Is it going to be this new character? It's, yep, so he's on there, and uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, which are, are pretty famous characters, Sonya Blade, Johnny Cage, who else? Sub-Zero and... I've heard of Sub-Zero. And Scorpion, you know. I've heard and, of Scorpion. Yeah, there were two Sub-Zeros at different times. One was one was the mm. older brother, one was the younger brother. So these are, these are all fighters from the Earth realm. Those are... Um, I'm not with sub Yeah, yep. They're all Earth realm. I mean, not all of them so are they're all good, like, per se, you know, but they're all, like all the, the time. But they're like the heroes or anti-heroes? They're, yeah, yeah. They're, um, most of them are heroes. You know, Raiden's uh, an elder god. Uh, Liu Kang is the original champion. Um, and then they're, you know, what happens like, if Earth wins? What happens if the Earth realm wins 10? Are they going to go and murder a bunch of other realms? They, I don't think that that's how it works. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, they're not just going to very... change, like, how, like, you know, I mean, I understand power corrupts, but I don't think it would, I think it would be a lot more s- subtle than that, you know, like America. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, I mean, it just ensures that they have another, you know, at least 10 years of peace and prosperity and whatnot you know there's there's so much that could be happening in the story and and the new character god i wish i remembered his name there's theories about he might be you know maybe the other sub-zero he doesn't know about his past maybe you know he's someone that forgot he could be a noob cybot who's one of the other ninjas and stuff that there are let's look it up so yeah i think it starts with a j or something but i don't know it's hard to remember their names 
But it's so, it's I'm oh, so there's, excited. There's two for movies it. that already came out. Yep. Um. So there was Mortal Kombat the original, and then there was Mortal Kombat Annihilation, uh, which was terrible. I mean, the original Mortal Kombat I just love because it came out when I was a teenager. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm old people. I'm old. So, <laughs> and so it's just my jam. I mean, Mortal Kombat the game came out when I was 11. Mm-hmm. 11. I had Sega Genesis. You know what I mean? Like back in the day. So what, year, what year would that have been? That would I would. 1992. Been, that would have been one. <laughs> uh, the last year the Lions won a playoff game. Um, all right, so this is the synopsis. Oh. MMA fighter Cole Young Cole seeks Young. out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of outer of Outworld in a high stakes battle for the universe. Mm-hmm. So okay, um, that's it. Oh well, I've been I've been. Uh, reading everything and watching all kinds of videos and stuff about it. I wish I knew. So you've like, been like standing this for since it's, since it's debut. I've always been a big Mortal Kombat person. I stopped playing regularly. How'd you, even get, it, how'd you get into that? Why'd you like, how'd you get like, like so into it, like where you are now? Uh, well, it came out when I was younger. So I've always, I've always mm. loved it till, uh, since then. And I played it, you know, most of my teenage years. And then as I grew up and everything, I didn't really uh, play it much at all. Like, but every time I got a chance to, like my ex's nephew, one Christmas Eve, got it for a Christmas gift early and was like, oh, it's so great. He opened it at my house and was like, oh, it's playing. I hadn't played in years. Yeah. And I was like, I'll play you. And I whooped his ass, you know, <laughs> his brand new game. So it's just something I've always liked and paid attention to and whatnot. And I just got, <laughs> just last year during the apocalypse, I just got into like YouTube a lot. You know, I started watching like yeah. videos all the time. and. I'm I'm a big nerd. Like I want to know. Like I've been a member of IMDb since July 2000, nice. and that's back when they used to have message boards and you can talk about stuff on mm-hmm. there and whatnot. They took them out because people turned, you know, then they found out because people are assholes on the internet. The internet is a cesspool. It's yeah, it's <laughs> horrible and racist and sexist and ugh. It's everything. But it's also. <laughs> I mean, you still want to go in there. <laughs> it's addicting too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a woman, you know, who lives, so mm-hmm. I'm. Right. Not, not you're, su- you're subject to all that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> based and on birth. <laughs> so it's just something I've always like. I, I like knowing like details because, you know, IMDb has the, the trivia facts and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. you know, and whatnot. If I like a show, I go straight to it and like start reading everything about it. who else is in this, you know, who, mm-hmm. you know, what are the little details and stuff, what, whatever, you know, what's like it. And I started watching like a lot of that stuff <laughs> on YouTube. And then when like Mortal Kombat came out, like, or when I heard the movie was coming back out, you know, I was like, oh, shit. And I started, like, looking back at, like, you know, the lore and everything and, like, reacquainting mm-hmm. myself with all that. And I'm just upset. I'm just, you know, wanted... it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Are you the kind of obsessed where you're going to go to Comic-Con uh, cosplaying as a character? I would. I don't know if I am. Like, if I had... Have like, you ever before? I've never gone before. Mm-hmm. And I would... I. That's like taking on to I've, a different level of The fandom. only thing I've ever done like that is a few years ago, I went to a premiere, I think, of uh, Peter Capaldi's um, second season of Doctor Who. Oh, or, okay. Or may You're have one been of those Who a, a special. Yeah, I went dressed as the TARDIS to the theater to see Wait, isn't the, the TARDIS, premiere. Is, is TARDIS the phone booth? Yeah, it's the, um, it's the police box. Oh, Okay. So I went. How like, do you go dressed as that? Think about the stupid costumes they make for women. Okay. Were you a sexy TARDIS? It was not sexy, thank goodness. But it was just like this round. I looked. It looked like a Dalek dressing up as the TARDIS. You know, I don't know people who like know Doctor Who. It's like was round. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this dress thing. And I have. I bought a jacket. That's. It's actually really nice. 
it's really cute, but at the bottom, it's got little stencils of, of the TARDIS. <laughs> and I still wear it, like, sometimes. And, like, my best friend is one of those, like, super hot, big, fake boobs, perfect makeup all the time, like, girls yeah. and this and that. And, like, I had that jacket on and a dress on. And she was like, you look like a fucking pilgrim. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, her, you know, I'm, I'm the nerd friend. So, you know. But I'm also from the hood, so don't try me. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, uh, what else do you nerd out on? Um comedy everything you know uh like stand-up comedy or like comedy shows comedy or... shows comedy movies mm-hmm. classics, what's like the last like, show you binge watched the last show i binge watched like new like i you know that was new or just the one i really whatever <laughs> both you're not gonna like this because <laughs> it's it's just my comfort show i've seen it that's dozens my, of times that's my new literally girl. I've seen New Girl like uh, like handful or so times like all the way through a million times yeah. too. But the one that started it all like way back in the day before I, like Netflix and all that when it was on I think Hallmark or some other channel like all through the night. Interesting. Frasier. Ah, you're a Frasier fan. I love that show. I mean, he's a turd, and Kelsey Grammer is a dick except when he's Sideshow Bob. He's the shit. He's but Sideshow Bob. He's, what? <laughs> I didn't know. I'm sorry, I'm not a big Simpsons fan. Get out. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. See you guys. You'll be with Sarah for the rest of the episode. I'm going away. <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Um, I know Fraser came from Cheers, but I've also never seen Cheers. He's actually, um, he, his character is the longest ever character that ran like on television oh, ever. Oh, yeah. Cause he had he two was... separate like decade spanning shows. Well, his one show was like 11 seasons mm-hmm. and Cheers was like another 10 or something right. or nine. I think he was 20 years or 20 something years on there. And it's, there's a really funny joke. One of his last seasons, uh, um, what's her name from Roseanne, the sister, Jackie, Jackie. Uh, she, she played Sheldon's mom in uh, big bang theory. Oh, I don't know. The religious mom, like the one with the twang. I never and stuff liked like that. big bang theory. Either. It's not my favorite. Either. <laughs> you know, I get it, but she played that, um, she uh she was on she was a guest on the show and like she's in his ex-wife and she's a children's performer and stuff and she goes do you know what it's like to play the same character for 20 years <laughs> it was so meta you know what i mean right right so but no like fraser's like and it's really smart because i mean these are um you know psychiatrists like like uppity yeah. bougie assholes but they're also so out of touch and like Right. And like, I've seen a couple of thinking over, you know, like, basically, it shows you that that doesn't fucking matter how classy or how much better you got it. You're going to be, you're going to be awkward and ridiculous, you know, and stupid too. And it's, and I don't know. I, I really like it. It's, um, uh, David Hyde Pierce. Have you ever heard of him? I know the name, but I don't, I can't put a face. I don't really know. No. So, no. I've... It's something that you might want to at least like look up highlights on or like mm. his, like his quips and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. And, and they had, Zoe Deschanel had a cameo on that. They have a lot of pretty good, uh, nice. um, cameos. So Love he, my girl, Jess. Oh my God. <laughs> so he, he, he plays a, a radio psychologist mm-hmm. and a lot of his callers back in like the nineties when he was on most of the time like David Duchovny and um, Paul Ray, you know, what is it, Razor, 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 mm-hmm. from you know old stuff back in the day. Um, just you know, Rita, uh, Tom Hanks' wife, and stuff like that. Like people who were like big, like back in the day. Yeah. And, like just like cool names and whatnot. So it's just one of those things. Did you watch um, Cheers? I watched some of it. I mm-hmm. I, I liked it because um, Woody Harrelson is hysterical in it. I don't know if you ever watched. I've it. I've never watched Cheers, he but I want to because I'm in love with. Ted Danson. He played a ditz. 
He was. Did he? He's the stupidest. <laughs> hilarious motherfucker ever like he is oh my god Woody Harrelson like that's why when he became like you know this kind of like action like serious kind of like whatever yeah. it, like a lot of us were like what because he was a dumbass but like you know like you, he's the best character ever he's mm. the best character and he didn't start on that show I mean he, he didn't start in the beginning on that show because the original yeah, was guy heard, I heard he got like replaced kind of, well not well, no, like... the guy the older guy I don't know if he died or he, uh-huh. may, he may have died who was the bartender uh, but or he left or something I think he died and then Woody Harrelson came to replace him, like just like immediately after. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I want to watch Cheers because of my love for Ted Danson. Because I've watched like recently, I finished like The Good Place. Watch it; it's really good. I just started actually. Um, I started rewatching it again, and then I mm. started skipping over like to what I wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like last year, I started rewatching it again. But Cheers is actually, you know, I mean, when you watch older, it's stuff, like the original you gotta, sitcom. Yeah, you got to get over like some like what is it? You know, a net anachronisms like i can never pronounce that right okay i grew up in the hood and i read so i, I read the, I don't know read the words i can't pronounce them i okay? don't know what um you're trying to mean by that um, i don't think you know when when you look at something and it's dated and you know it's mm-hmm. dated you know you have to you have to like allow for that. that yeah you yeah. know like you know like like buffy the vampire slayer it's a great show a real yeah. great show if you get over like some of the podcasts i listen to always talk about buffy how it was like very underrated it's not underrated. It's consistently on top lists as one of the oh. best sitcoms ever. Definitely one of the best ever. Uh, Maybe um, under underappreciated. Do, do you know who created or... and wrote most of it? Um, I'm sure you're going to tell me I'm going to remember. Joss Whedon. The, no, I didn't know that. What does Joss Whedon do? Only the Avengers. Okay, I knew no I knew that from somewhere. <laughs> do you know he also wrote Toy Story and For Roseanne? I did not. Yeah. I thought Toy Story was written by somebody random. He was one of those doctors that fixed it. Oh, okay, I got you. Dude, Toy Story 3 really touched me. Like, <laughs> have you seen them all, I'm assuming? Yeah, the, the, that's one of the best that's... ever, like, franchises, period. Oh, yeah. Most and they consistent. still, like, I was like, after 3, I was like, man, all right, perfect. And then they had 4, and I was like, what? You really don't need another I think one. 3 is 100% in IMDb. Dude, when they were going to the or... incinerator accepting death, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a kid right now. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, if you were my kids, you'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, my kids know about death, but other, yeah, they might be like, what's... Okay. I mean, maybe maybe it's like more of a, maybe it meant more for me because I like grew up on the first Toy Story, you know, like that's oh, my childhood. No, see, I grew up with Land Before Time where his mama right. died and uh, my girl where Homeboy died. Okay. Like, <laughs> I used to love, like, I was obsessed like, with They killed everybody and, and uh, all dogs go to heaven. The dog is dead. You know, <laughs> like all my childhood stuff, people are dead. Casper, dead. Dead, dead, dead. Well, Casper's, like, not really a surprise. Well, no, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, and, like, you know, I was... He kind of starts dead. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a kid when um, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin... Lion all King. were coming out. And The Lion King. God, I'm old. You know, like, I was legit, My mom used like, to record me singing 12, the Lion 13. King songs on our answering machine. It was so cute. Oh, answering machines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a pager when I was 14. Oh, you actually 14, had a 15. pager. I legit had a pager. I was what born is in that 80. E- what is that even like? So, it was... Pay phones were everywhere. Mm-hmm. They were at first 25 cents and they raised it to 35, which was annoying because you had to have a dime and a quarter. So you would get like the number and stuff. Usually you, you knew people's numbers or you yeah. had like a paper in your notebook where you wrote everyone's name down mm-hmm. or and then you just planner. go to a pay phone and call it. Yeah. And there's also some things like I know how to say in numbers, let's go to bed. Okay. Like in like, Morse code? <laughs> no, in numbers where you put numbers in uh-huh. and you flip it upside down and it says it. Like okay. you, like oh, you oh, communicated, like, like boobs on a calculator. Way. Exactly, you know, and hello, <laughs> and you know, uh, 
that's where people started doing 143 and like 911 is whatever. It was the original mm-hmm. texting, honestly. Right. Or maybe, no, Morse code is probably the original texting. Well, smoke signals you know, is probably the I'm original I'm surprised text. I couldn't figure out a way to just make that into like texting little things. Like, I'm sure. I know you found a way, but like they should have been, they should have been able to figure that out with that technology, I feel like. Well, they did eventually. Well, yeah. They weren't going to tell us, though. <laughs> I mean, it was most of the stuff was created by the Department of Defense anyway, you know? So. Yeah. Isn't it weird, like, thinking of you and how you grew up and how your kids are going to grow up in, like, completely batshit different worlds? I didn't have an email address until I was 18 and in the military. Mm. Like I said, I was born in 80. And plus, when I, where I went to school, where I graduated in Detroit, the only computer we had in each classroom was at the front. And that they never worked, and that was only supposed to be used, like, to scan your ID. Yeah. We had a computer in our... Um, counselor's office but we played uh solitaire on it we that was back in like i graduated high school in 99 so yeah and it was a detroit public school so we didn't have funding for like anything like that like we didn't use i didn't use a computer until i was legit an adult you know what i mean like 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 utilize it in a way to benefit me somehow you know besides like oh wait school probably does that too and you know like it's just I had a cell phone, again, like 18, 19, but we weren't texting it. Like, to make it vibrate, I had to buy a certain battery. <laughs> like, serious. That's like the old 64 controllers. We had to buy a rumble pack for them to vibrate like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, I grew up with the Sega Master System and Sega Genesis. And then I went to PlayStation. Like, I played Echo the Dolphin. I played Sonic on the Game Gear you know, back yeah, in the day that. where Just we couldn't save, I paused. I had to pause it all the time and put it upside down so the light didn't bother me. And I did that so much that the top, like I couldn't see how many rings I had or anything because the whole top was oh. black. You know, it was. I mean, it's just you couldn't like just do burnt anything. out. Yeah. Oh yeah. But dude, I have like still have an old jam. Game Boy, like Game Boy Advance. Like oh. I know that's one of the newer oh, old that's ones. The, that's the fancier one. But it's before they backlit them. And like I'm looking at the other day when I'm like cleaning my room or something, and I'm like trying to play. Like I can't fucking see anything. How did I ever? Like play this. <laughs> it's it's crazy what things are now. Like it's but, amazing how things are now. Like but I it's can't also keep terrifying. Up. Like you're a mother. Like you know you're like oh god your children yeah. are zoomers and they're like the TikTok generation where I I I let them know. Basically, I told them like everybody online is lying to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they are not who they say. You know you you have to. You can't shelter your kids. You just have to age appropriately. Let them know that you know. Well, I think there are dangers out there and you got to be careful. I was listening to this podcast. This podcast I to is called Risk and they just like people telling true stories. And this one guy was telling a story about um, how like kids or whatnot, like talking about them, like the end of the story, like they're talking about um, how kids these days understand that what you people post online isn't really them. It's just what they want people to see. Like we're like we like like, you know, maybe, maybe we're getting more educated towards it now, but. Like, you know, you see people online like, like, man, oh, look at them. They're living their best life. It's so good. Then you, like, ignore that, like, everyone is struggling in their own way. Everything. I think kids have a more better grasp on it because they grew up into this and have been educated, like, because they have to be educated towards what the Internet's like. And Yeah, but I, I feel like is. everybody want you know, younger people want to attain something with it. And some of them who don't have maybe some advantages you know uh, technologically aesthetically mm-hmm. you know like superficially as other people they do compare themselves and i, th- I think they're growing up fundamentally different mm-hmm. because 
Everyone wants. I've, I've, I heard that all kids want to be like influencers now. It's, it's like one of the most popular things to want to be. And there's not room for everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's we we still lived live in a very, for one reason or another, different reasons, a prejudiced society. You know where right. not everybody is accepted or even seen as worthy of of the role according to you know a segment of or the masses. You know like it's it really sucks because you know. It's you have to be in competition with each other, and we shouldn't like automatically, arbitrarily be that. You know, like just yeah. for everything, just for a I mean, channel. That's, that's you know? capitalism, baby. Like exactly. it is just like we've been raised to. Yeah. But like, now it's like permeating downward. That's the only thing trickling down. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just how everyone's influenced. Although kids have always been influenced. You know, I grew up in the Saturday morning cartoon. You know, before they made a law about targeting children for advertisements with toys and stuff like they had to make a law really yeah because it like advertisers would make commercials like targeting like kids and stuff I mean, they definitely and, still do that oh yeah but subtle now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know america don't do it so everybody can see it right i mean god there's so many weird things online like just the youtube uh, algorithm where like it will eventually like if you just keep watching shows and repeat it it'll eventually just take you somewhere weird some alt-right shit yeah you ever woken up and been like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> i mean normally i wake up and it's like oh new girl's still on or old friends is still on or oh i'm still yeah. watching impractical jokers i've seen I've magical seen jokers. jokers season nine just premiered on thursday baby they're back season 10 they were renewed for you know anything about this show never watched it My never God. i think i've seen clips those are like the three guys who the four like, guys you know, actually like, excuse oh, you oh, excuse um. <laughs> My bad. I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> Sal, Merck, Q, and Joe. Um, they just basically go around and, like, fuck with people. Like, you have to go around and do and say whatever the other guys tell you. You really like them. I really like that show, yeah. I watch it every day. It's so, and I've already seen every episode so many times. It's just so funny. Hmm. Like, just imagine, like, going on the street and, like, I'm in your ear and I'm like, all right, go up to this guy and, like, tell him he's stupid or something like, just silly things like that that are more funny than what I could do. But... Um, yeah, I can't believe it's been nine seasons and it's, I still love the show and it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of old white guys. Oh. <laughs> Which is. I'm really glad they got a platform. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I think about that too, but <laughs> I think that's why they're still hard to recognize because they're not attractive. They're just like generic oh. looking old white guys. <laughs> so they need four of them to make punked because they wouldn't fund it without, you know, mm-hmm. right. No, <laughs> I mean, I it's I, a great show. I never watched it. I watched ensembles before. Like, I mean, I loved like Kids in the Hall, and I love Monty, Monty Python. You know, that's a shit. So, I don't think those are the same kind of shows. No, but they're groups of people that make comedy. Oh, okay, got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are like an improv group too. Yeah, they're called the Tenderloins, also. Tenderloins. Yeah, I don't know. Their their comedy is not that funny, I don't think. But Tenderloins. Their show is like I don't know if I would like to see them all together doing stand up because I don't know if their jokes are that funny. It's just them fucking with people. I it's just my jam. Maybe they do sketches or something when they do comedy. Maybe they, they probably do. do. Like I'm sure it's like. <laughs> but they more have a, whose line is it than it is you know. Like, they have a punishment at the end of every episode because you're allowed to like deny doing a task if it's too hard to do. So at the end, there's punishment, and they can't refuse it. They have to do it like one of them had to be handcuffed to a mime for 24 hours. <laughs> one of them had to go skydiving, so and he's afraid of skydiving. I, so... <gasps> I am too. I am too. Um, 
I'm afraid of flying. Not, I don't think I'm gonna be afraid of skydiving, but I think going up in a tiny plane would freak the fuck out of me. I've been on a tiny, 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 but I've been on a small plane before, and I did not like it. Well, I, you've been to Korea. You've been on. I couldn't imagine that was going. On, I, that was the best flight of my life. Oh, the gross! First time I went out there. No, okay. So when I went to Korea, it was with 17 other people in the military. And we were supposed to take a military flight, but something happened to the plane, so we had to take a, a, a civilian flight. Something happened to the plane? Well, the military <laughs> Well, you know, it, it was it was indisposed, so we, we weren't on it yet. So it was like a couple of days before. And, uh, I need all to take of us, a Xanax real quick. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> so all of us were considered prior service because 9-11 had just happened, like mm-hmm. a couple months before. And when that happened, I was in the reserves, and like when I got out, I don't know if I talked about it already, I, I got out of reserves early to go active duty. And then when you do that, like, we had to go to a place at uh, um, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, to do, like, processing and stuff because we were considered prior service since we were in a different – reserves is different from active duty, different from National Guard. Yeah. But they're all Army. So, like, there were, like, a a bunch of us that were going from there to Korea. So when the uh, MAC flight, military flight, was unable to go, we went on a civilian flight. So it was right after 9-11, 17 people on a plane, military people. I was a third – Seat from the back, completely from the back, right? Yeah. Where, where there's only two seats. We got drunk. Uh, because it's, it's uh, there are it was free, just free you drinks. guys. Well, it's free drinks over in international waters back then. This was 2002, beginning of 2002. Okay. And so then we started saying, I wish some motherfucking terrorists would, you know, just talking shit, you know, just talking <laughs> shit the whole time. And it was a 17 hour flight. We got wasted. We fell asleep. We woke you up eight, re-drunk. and then we got drunk again. <laughs> and then that time, there was some emergency in the front where, like, everybody, like, there were nobody to help us or anything back there. I remember, I'm, like, three from the back. Yeah. And, uh, like, my friend, like, Eric, I'm still friends with him, was sitting next to me the whole time. And, like, when they wouldn't come, we were all buzzing, stuff like that. I was the one who would go in the back sneaking and grabbing bottles <laughs> and passing them. Not, not just passing them out to us military, just, like, you know, the people over there, the people over there, you know, like... Oh yeah, like it was robbing, it robbing it was, the airlines. It was just, you know, they've been doing it for us. You're you know? right, and that that was like, the TSA didn't exist yet. Yeah, you know, TSA um, existed as you know after nine eleven. Like, they're not really technically government. I think they have government rules or something. There's something, but they're, they're, they're just terrible. there to make people feel safer. It's they now are. they're there because they, you know, make money. But they, uh, it's so arbitrary. They don't really make us safer they just no, make things people, people can think sleep that on. we're safer exactly yeah it's easy and make mind. money doing it yeah that's all comes back to money really everything does america america <laughs> um yeah shit um, have you seen the show search party no you have hbo max yes it sounds familiar Who's well in there? you said you said you're into dark humor um and that is like my i just it, i just finished season four because it just came out um, but it's who's, who's in it? Aaliyah Shawcat. She was from Arrested Development, maybe. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of other people that I don't really know. Um, but it's just great. What else was she in? Aaliyah Shawcat was in something else too. The one with the diner. Oh, um, Whip It. Oh, was she with uh, Elliot, Elliot Page? Yep. They. Uh, it was Lafayette Coney Island too. Yeah, that's the I, Drew Barrymore movie, right? Yeah, yeah, and she directed it too. Mm-hmm. I have friends that are on the Detroit Derby Girls. Have you ever been to a derby match? No, but I did oh, go on a couple God. dates with. Uh, or but I'm still friends with her. Like right when I, she was actually my first Tinder match. Uh, my friend, mm-hmm. uh, we call her Roller Derby Girl. <laughs> her name's Kelsey, but she's. Which which team does she play on? Sh- you know. Um. No. I don't remember all of them. My friend was I know her on... name was Snow Fright. That was her, like, derby oh, name. Cool. My girl, Freakin' Reekin, played on uh, 
the Detroit pissed offs. <laughs> nice. Isn't that great? Yeah. They were ranked at somewhere. Like they I think they were just around a hundred in the country, maybe? Or maybe it might have been Michigan. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know. I was gonna try out for them uh years ago and two weeks before I went to Derby U, which is like where you go and like they pick you from there, you know, they teach mm-hmm. you different basics. I found out I was pregnant with my first kid. God, so. these kids keep fucking up your shit. Yeah. So everybody, if you're thinking about kids, take your time. <laughs> what'd you What'd you go and have do that for? Fifty one percent of all pregnancies are unplanned. Just saying. <laughs> I was planned, yeah. very planned. If I had, my father had to reverse his vasectomy, so that's what I told my kids too. <laughs> I thought you didn't lie to them. It's stretching the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a, I want to see a roller derby match. Um, so I've like heard that you know my friend talk a lot about it. You know where the home turf is, right? For the Detroit Derby no. League, um, Masonic Temple. Really? Yeah, downtown Detroit, the one that uh, Jack White saved back in the day. Yeah. Um, damn. Um, that's the one that's right by uh, the founders, right? Across from Beer number three. <laughs> the president grabbed me. All right, we are on to politics. Um, Yay. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> politics. Uh, Joe Biden's our president, everybody. It's still kind of fresh in the mind that Trump is gone and uh, off of Twitter, out of sight, out of mind, you know. But we're dealing with Marjorie Taylor Greene now. Um, you familiar with her? Oh, yeah. Um, the QAnon supporter in the House. The, the House the, representative, yep. Um, uh, Congresswoman. Taylor Green uh, was recently voted off of her committee's strictly partisan lines. Yeah, no, 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 no. I not believe strictly. eleven. Eleven Republicans yeah. voted for her, which is not enough. Sad. Yeah. Sad. It's crazy. Just it's crazy. They control that Trump is still going to have over this party because she said like this. The Republican base is Trump's base. Trump still is the king of this party. Like it's like come on. Well, it's, please just let this guy fade away. They they want his voters. They, exactly. They're, it's they're, all about getting reelected. They're trying to court the wrong people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? None of them have come out to, um, you know, be clear about what the facts are to you know fight against the misinformation that led to people going about this insurrection. Like, mm-hmm. they were motivated by not just what Trump said that day, but what has been, you know, a narrative for at, at yeah. least five years, you know, since since the, his campaign started. Right. You know, I mean, this is the culmination of that. And all of those representatives, those voted in, those elected representatives, mm-hmm. none of them are trying to correct this misinformation. They're mm-hmm. exploiting it. Yeah, we live in a post-truth world, and it's this is what happens. Like when alternative when, facts. Yeah, when people believe everything. Okay, Kelly and Conway. I, I keep saying this on this podcast, but I will say it over and over again. <laughs> when it turns into chaos, when science is thrown out the window, and people are embracing conspiracy theories, and opinions are regarded as facts, and just a bunch of bullshit can run rapid on the internet. Like it's it, it's it's out of control. You know that uh, oh you need to have two sides. Okay, we're not having you know two sides when one side is not based on any kind of substantiated information. You know you're you know having um, two sides is just a pendulum that's going to keep swinging back to the middle. You know if they cared about two sides, we would still have that uh, that old law that made sure that you know at least on you know regular TV. 
if one side was given information to spew like this information, the other side has equal time to, mm. to whatever. And it's supposed to be factual, you know, like we used to have this, this rule before, like cable uh, was a big thing. Man, I'd have to look it up, but you had to give equal time to two opposing, usually political views, mm-hmm. you know, and, but this was way before they were outright lying before there's just like one clear yeah. and terrible evil side <laughs> i would blame probably the reagan administration really on the beginning of that because they're the ones who created yeah, like, he was like the original trump like the welfare um queen hoax and all that stuff like not hoax but the the uh, stereotype and all that yeah that was based trickle on trickle down economics oh baby my God. and ollie north <laughs> and give the, it all uh, to the billionaires they're gonna keep making jobs everybody oh no they're actually just gonna hoard it and um, uh, prepare to leave Earth eventually because they know that they're destroying this planet. <laughs> they, oh my God, Reagan administration started the war on drugs. Well, they accelerated the war on drugs. Which is just a straight up white supremacy game. Well, um, before Reagan, uh, Nixon commissioned something called the Schaefer Report. And he was sure that his department was going to find that cannabis, you know, marijuana was like terrible and awful and this and that. The Schaefer Report came back recommending decriminalization and saying that cannabis is not a danger or anything, but Nixon started the war on drugs anyway and buried that report. It came out like just because this was ago. like it was like black people's choice of uh, like you know drug or I mean not even a drug. I don't know what you would well, want. It was a black and Latino, but that was in the 30s. Henry Anslinger was mm-hmm. the person who was in charge of like the equivalent of the DOJ or something back then. Um, after prohibition, he uh, he helped you know because if you appeal to Americans, you know, to be against something based on race, it worked. So he started the stereotypes of the lazy Mexican and of like the oversexed uh, black male, like jazz musician and stuff, like to perpetuate that cannabis was bad. This was like Re- Reefer Madness era and everything. Like these stereotypes that live today started as a campaign from a government official. So that the people would think like marijuana is like the worst and marijuana is like a terrible name for it anyway. Like, ugh, our our country has been weaponizing race for so many things. Like, our country was built on white supremacy, and I don't. I, I mean, I'm going to keep shouting that from the rooftops every every t- chance I get. Hello, yes. Like, like I mean, like after everything that happened in the summer, like with uh, the protests, like it caused me to learn a lot more. Like, I <laughs> I learned what Juneteenth is. I never knew what that that was a thing. Um, uh, and then like, do you, you watch the show Watchmen? Oh, I have the comic books too, yeah. Did you watch the new show? The- I, oh, no, no, I haven't watched the new show. I, I've read the comics. I, I, no, I watched the first episode. Yes, I do want to see it. With the Tulsa Massacre? That was yes. the... Yeah, like that. I didn't know about that until I watched fucking Watchmen. No, okay. Like, like, see, I grew up in Detroit, so I, I knew. Yeah. I knew some stuff. And I grew and, up in Livonia, yeah. like the whitest city in America at the time. Livonia is bad. Yeah. Livonia it was is a bad. sundown city. You know, mm, they. It might still be. Yeah, pro- it probably still is. Like, you know, I'm, I've, I'm not there anymore, obviously, but I'm like hop skipping to jump away. Um, the first time I heard the word spick, because I'm, I'm Mexican, was when I moved briefly when I was younger to the suburbs. That's the first time I ever like heard that. Like, mm-hmm. and I, a girl growing up in Detroit, grew up in the hood, all that. Like in the '80s and '90s of Detroit, like the first right. time ever was a suburban school. Yeah, and I grew up in white supremacy, ran Livonia, and I'm sure I've used words like that in my past, like as a child, like. And part of uh, growing from this is accepting that, like, yeah, it used to be shit, and you didn't know, but you gotta work through your stereotypes and whatnot. That's the only. Re- that's the only way. See, that's people think that when you bring up, you know, like you're being biased or you're being prejudiced or you have some implicit thought, you know, it's mm. it's not an attack. It's 
if you're aware in, in your own mind that you're doing something or you're about to do something or you're thinking a certain way, you are more likely to address that. Yeah. You know, in a subtle way, in, a, in an overt way, whatever. Because implicit bias means just it's happening. And it, it's not necessarily your fault. Society gives us images and models and, and, and examples of mm-hmm. things that we consume that we don't even know we're applying to anything, you know, like. Right, but, yeah. It's literally the least you can do is just recognize that. Yeah. And like, like I always say, I've said on this podcast before, like, you know, there's times when I've been in Detroit and, like, there's a group of black people and I've, like, gotten nervous. And then, I'm like, wait, why am I getting nervous? Just because of, like, stereotypes that were, like, yeah. raised in me as kind of like, okay, I need to knock this off because it's fucked up and it's just white supremacy. Like, yeah. like <laughs> where, where you live can be seen, like, you know, like, uh, that's a negative thing and whatnot. Being from Detroit, I mean, people think, until people hear me speak, especially when I was younger and growing up, I, you know, was not really assumed to be an intelligent or well-spoken person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Latin, I'm a brown girl from Detroit, from, right. from the hood. You know, and I, I messed up a lot when I was younger because I didn't have parental supervision at all. Like, right. period. After age 16, I was one of those those kids who lived like with a friend and with a boyfriend with a friend and just mm. all over the place but somehow i still graduated but i've also been paying social security since i was 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you have a wild backstory <laughs> i am out of control and i mean i'm fine I'm yeah you seem pretty now. in control actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's just <sighs> it's sad um but it's something we have to work on you know like my favorite podcast called the daily zeitgeist they always end it by saying don't do nothing about white supremacy and like that is is as white people you can't do nothing action is action yeah Mm action is action you can't you know i mean people are you know like say stuff to women and about women this and that and whatnot or even like oh men can't cry and this and this and that and it's like women aren't saying not to men are right yeah (laughs) you guys gotta look out you know like you guys gotta check each other dude that's why like i'm like try to be like kind of as flamboyant as possible and really open with my emotions and stuff um, we're human. It's yeah. not like doesn't make you less of a man. You're human. <laughs> so oh I my kiss gosh. all my guy friends too because like yeah. I'm comfortable with my sexuality. I, I mean, got like a gay in Asian best countries, friend. people like hold hands and stuff. I don't yeah. go, don't be stupid <laughs> and just go overboard, okay? <laughs> like you know, but uh, you know, it's just one of those. It's so ridiculous. Like, what are these markers? Who are we letting tell us what is acceptable or normal? How does that make us feel? How does that affect us? How does that, how do we internalize that? If we can't attain that, what do we feel? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And then what is benefiting from me having to be this way? There's a lot of questions we can ask ourselves. It's really frustrating because people are going to get defensive right away if it applies to them. Mm -hmm. Not all, all people, but it sucks. It sucks. That's one thing I had to learn in my life. Like the hardest thing you can do is look at yourself critically. Yeah. Because you're you are your own worst critic, you know. Sometimes we can be too hard on ourselves, but that's not an excuse to be too easy on ourselves. Yeah, we saw it's really it's just all about equality all all around, which is something that's equity. like equity. Equity. Yeah, you know, equality is everyone getting the same. Equity is everyone getting what they need. It's, it's that one one picture like you have three milk crates and everyone's looking over the fence with the small one still small. And then the next picture is like you have one, two, and three milk crates and all the heights everyone can see at the same level. You know, that's Mm -hmm. equity. Like, not everyone's going to need all the same help and advantages, but 
No, I meant like mm-hmm. equality in terms of like race and gender and whatnot. Like you should be, everyone should be treated the same. Like, like, like an example would be cops. Like mm-hmm. everyone should be treated by cops the same. Or maybe we shouldn't have it takes cops. education. But um, uh, that is a more radical viewpoint that I have. But I, I mean, I agree. The police were, you know, created for a different purpose. But yeah, to round that, that up takes, slaves. That takes education because think about this. After, you know, the Emancipation Proclama- uh, Proclamation and mm-hmm. all that happened, was there any period of education in the country for, you know, for, for those who were, you know, victimized and, and those who, you know, like, like the, the, the slave, no, yeah. not slaveholders, they were criminals, essentially, you know, the, yeah. they, they, you know, those, the traffickers, Dude, human, June- traffickers, like there was no period where people were educated, like to show that, mm. to humanize, you know, uh, black, indigenous and, 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 and Latin people, you mm-hmm. know, and to, to like, make society better no it was just like they were not you know enslaved some people were for a long time but they just created a different way to otherwise marginalize them and to see them as inferior there was no effort to make it better the united states did nothing right to bridge you know then and now like you know lincoln had that thing where like slaves would get like land and uh they took it back yeah be cool because andrew johnson the guy that replaced him is a fucking white supremacist like Andrew Jackson, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, worst. Um, yeah, because like you know, I, I think he was Lincoln's vice pre- uh, vice president, so they could get the votes, you know, because that's how our fucking political system works. Yeah, it was a first and second place type thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he kind of made everything terrible. Um, Awful. Like Awful. It, like it already was. It was it was it was it was trail already of tears. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a trail of tears guy. Um, which that is like fucked up shit. Like, so much. Yeah. I don't understand what like. Like what? What is the purpose of all of this? Like, why did white people decide to do this to every? Like, I don't understand how like, they, my own ancestors can be so evil. They wanted. They they left for a new life for them, and they did not humanize people who were black and brown. Mm-hmm. Period. They did not see, you know, them as the same. I mean, the transatlantic slave trade was created by Christopher Columbus, mm-hmm. Cristobal Colon. Is actually his name. Okay. He's a turd. Um, <laughs> turd might be generous. He was a crim- he was a criminal even back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about hating all those people. So. Uh, me <laughs> I kind of know some stuff about it. I, I, it's but. it's like weird that we got here, and it's like unfathomable to think. It's, and, and, and also and it's, about it's, rights. It's also, and also it's probably, about rights. You know, and uh, like I think with everything, it probably comes back to some way and somehow fucking someone's money was getting fucked with, and this is another way to Spain, make money. I think Queen Isabella or something like that, wasn't it? I don't know, um, but you know, people like don't even talk about history, right? Like they they talk about native uh, or indigenous people as like people who just lived in the woods and whatnot, but they you know had like giant right gigantic now, right? cities. You know what's happening in Arizona? I think it's Arizona right now. What there's um. A, a state, I think a state representative, it might be, um, it might be uh, in Congress, who wants to pass a bill to essentially stop any kind of courses or education where they talk about, you know, Latin and indigenous, the same kind of stuff that, that they did for Chicano and, and Boricua studies and stuff in, uh, I think that was the same state, Arizona, where they, they made a law to not teach, like, Chicano, which is crazy because hello Arizona, all that used to be Mexico, used yeah, and not that long ago, like what, 170 years ago. My brother teaches there, and he teaches at like in in a, in, in a Phoenix school. So I mean, he's probably oh, and he's always telling me like that the curriculum's all fucked up. There was a teacher who posted something online, and he got fired uh, 
for basically uh, telling the, the rep, like, to fuck That's, off. He was like, you some racist ass bitch. <laughs> like, he fucking went off on him. It was beautiful. So I like, Dude. I, I will cuss out. Like, I'm that person. Like, I would love to be in politics, but I would be like, listen, motherfuckers. And so I can't do it. So. Be the um, left's version of Donald Trump. There we go. Ew, I don't even want to be compared like to anything near him <laughs> because I'm not stupid, abrasive, or like racist, <laughs> racist, or narcissistic, or selfish, or nepotistic, <laughs> or a predator, or a you know draft dodger, or a bill dodger, <laughs> or someone or that a, somehow failed at running a casino. I can do an entire show just saying this stuff. <laughs> Dude, he had what? What this best thing I said? Donald Trump has had more, uh, um, uh, has had more impeachments than he's had more successful state businesses. Donald Trump has had more impeachments <laughs> than he's had successful marriages. Donald Trump has had more impeachments than he's had Nobel Pri- uh, Prize prizes. <laughs> like I, well, yeah, it was my favorite thing to say like all the time. God, and they're, I just, I know that they're not going to remove him or make him banned from ever running again, but that would be so great if... It's possible, but probably... These Republicans aren't going to do it. Like, it's, that's already is, losing momentum. Which is fucking ridiculous. It's crazy that Mitch McConnell is one of the ones that's on board with doing it when he is probably the most evil person in America, oh, really. Oh, no, Mitch McConnell's <laughs> talking shit. Mitch McConnell will say... He's, he's Susan Murkowski, too. Like, they will talk shit. They will say whatever the fuck they want, but their actions are the complete opposite. He right. is not... If he cared, he would have brought it up to a vote before um, the inauguration. Period. Yeah. It would have it would have come up. Mitch McConnell is going to obstruct. He, don't you remember? I don't know. Under Obama mm-hmm. is when the moniker Do Nothing Congress got bigger again. Because Congress intentionally did not want to help him do anything. Right. They did nothing. Remember, they wouldn't even let him see, you know, any... any there were hundreds of open judges, you know, like circuit judge positions because... And we should have had because, Mayor Garland in there instead of... You know, I mean, it was John Boehner, a little crybaby bitch, but, you know, still, like, they didn't let him do shit. Yeah, I didn't start, like, really getting into politics until, like, um, this 2016 election, but, um, you know... My wh- first election was Bush v. Gore. Look at you. So, like, <laughs> it got exciting right away. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, and, yeah. And just before that, hello, I was a teen. I was like a 17-year-old watching, you know, hearing Bill Clinton talk about getting a blowjob. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> the fuck is going on here? So, of course, that's why I'm, like, super into politics now. I remember being little, hearing about that, and not knowing what a blowjob was or whatever the hell happened. Oh, you learned. <laughs> just this, oh, my gosh. And he played the saxophone, hello, on the Animaniacs, like, opening on the Arsenio Hall show. I played the saxophone like a few years before that, so I was like, oh, sweet. But like, <laughs> fucking Bill Clinton. Oh, man. Uh, and he was terrible, too. They're all terrible. He was, he was not the best. Hello, <laughs> Don't Ask, Don't Tell was signed under him. Uh, although the only thing that he and Obama did was um, the recession notwithstanding for Obama was help with the budget. You know, at least mm-hmm. didn't put it as much in the red as it could have been. And with the... Uh, fervor that republicans have <laughs> oh, oh it's just so it's so frustrating because like you, you have these like smart young people that are starting to come into politics and you have people like bernie sanders who are just like fucking telling you how it is and like having actual ideas that are progressive and He's whatnot the one that got away yeah for sure like it's sad um but you know we got aoc in the ranks i don't like everyone wants her to run for president she is like it's not gonna happen yet it's going to be some years still. She's not yeah. old enough anyway. Um, you have to be 35. I believe she will be by the next election cycle. Um, Are you sure? 
not positive, but oh, oh, for, yeah, okay, for four certain, years for four from your four years from now for sure. Right, but like for sure, eight years from now, because you know that's yeah. like assuming assuming Biden doesn't step down, he's well, going to be running well, Obama again. Obama was one of the youngest, and he was in his forties. So I mean, mm-hmm. depending on like where you know what she's, she might be a little younger when she tries, maybe because she's already pretty successful. But I mean, we need to have a process where I mean, we're still not even picking progressives like we should. We're still yeah. doing like you know the centrist Democrats. It's it's out of control. Right, in which that really yeah. should be the the right should be centrist. Honestly, Democrats. Biden should be a one term president. He should be like mm-hmm. a stepping stone to someone better. Right. He he does not deserve two. two but then terms, it'll be Kamala period. Harris, who's a fucking cop. But you know, it doesn't it. need to be her either. <laughs> like seriously, we need to stop thinking that. Like we we have you know especially young people. Mm-hmm. They're in control of social media right now. They right. control the narrative. They control what's going on, who's whatever, you know. And if they and really every year can, more of them are turning eighteen. Man, I'm telling you, and they're getting older, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, I I saw and I've been reading like some cool stuff about how they're comparing, you know, Gen Z and whatnot, and and, and right uh, before them, to um, you know the uh, the greatest generation. The greatest generation, you know, and because like boomers are essentially. I mean, they're about a hundred years apart, so like that's how things work. That's about right. Yeah, different kind of pandemics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. And, uh, so the boomers are essentially the ones who were given everything and squandered it all. Mm-hmm. They're the the yuppies. They're the the greedy mofos. They're Trump. Yeah. They're Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, and and even the more progressive ones are a little out of touch. Right. You know, they don't understand how and I'm a Gen Xer, like Yeah, like so you're the legally, next the you know, next I'm one. I'm exennial, you know, like before mm-hmm. millennial. Like so but I mean, but who's been fighting the wars? Who's been unable to buy homes? Who's been able to progress at the same rate as, as their boomer generation did? Yet the boomer generation expects the exact same from them. Yeah. They're out of fucking touch. It, and, no, it's annoying because I'm a millennial, you know, part mm-hmm. of the nostalgia generation, growing up like barely knowing life before yeah, internet, but still remembering Gem it. Yeah, and the holograms, assholes. <laughs> we ruined what? Gem and the holograms. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have more faith in this next generation coming up because they didn't have to deal with all of, like they the internet's set in stone. They got it. Like you know, they're they grew up in this world as fucked up as it might be for them. But you know, they call it out. They know it's bullshit. And they're not going to, mm-hmm. you know, take it anymore. And they have so much information. I mean, you know, dude, we had to learn how to deal with like you. Yeah. You were an adult when like the Internet started coming around. When, so, yeah. When people were like it was getting huge and whatnot, mm-hmm. for sure. Like I yeah. had my childhood like with no Internet. And then I go into like starting to my like um, preteens and teens. And the Internet starts coming. And I like uh, you, we had to learn how to do this on the fly. And like it fucked with us. I, I think. had dial up. <laughs> yeah, I remember having dial up too. But that was like you know that was like when I was like ten. You know, like um, not oh, when I was uh, eighteen or whatever. However nope. old you were. Yay. Um, but I could. I I was the man in Minesweeper though, yo. I'm oh really good at Minesweeper. I just, oh I'm one of the, my only friends who knows how to play it. <laughs> the best game. It's a really simple concept, guys. I don't know why you you don't understand it, but <laughs> they're intimidated. They can't play well. I hate it when there's some, because there's always, a, at least for me, there's always part where, like, I get so far, I was like, okay, there's, like, no mathematical way for me to accurately predict where this is. I have to take a guess. Oh, some of them are definitely guessing. I mean, but. There probably is a way. I'm just not smart enough to figure it out, but there's got to be, maybe maybe there's not. In mathematics, know. there's going to be a 50-50. You know what I mean? Mm. It's sometimes, or, you know, whatever, 25-25, whatever, you know, there's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be those kind of things, like. Yeah. You can't always have a formula for everything. Oh my god, this is the longest I've gotten the political segment without talking about the pandemic. 
Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> How's that? How how have you been handling that? You know, uh, it was it was okay for me. I had sold my house. Like I moved out of my my old home on the twelfth of March mm-hmm. last year. So like right the week before, and I moved into my aunt's house, who happens to have a huge house right with her backyard to the Huron River in New Boston. And I started kayaking, so it was kind of okay. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds (laughs) awesome. It was it was pretty good, and uh, you know, I I did I took a hiatus from everything. I was in school, like like I said, I'm I'm a disabled veteran, and I can't do my old job, so I was going back to school. I'm a double major and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm almost done now, but taking a break uh, ever since then. I'm helping my kids in school right now because they're at home all the time. And uh, I started from Michigan, but I just started kayaking last year. Oh really? Yeah, and I fucking love it. It's I have been kayaking, obviously, um, but I just really love canoeing way more because it's like more of a team effort. Never been. Uh, it's fun, and it's like there's such a risk of flipping because you have to depend on your partner, and I'm really bad at it, <laughs> so oh. I, li- I like that chaos yeah. factor. I think that's an invitation, everybody. <laughs> there we go. Come sit with him. <laughs> Super safe. I've flipped multiple people, and <laughs> I was dating this one girl once, and we're like taking our canoe to this secret place and like there's this like little small water water path we get through but it's going kind of fast and mm-hmm. i just not know how to steer right so we like here it is we're like coming this way like this and then i like switch like this so it like hits you both sides flips over i save the boat but she just goes falling in with all of her stuff son of a bitch <laughs> uh, i felt like such See, a dick that's why but I it was like fun kayaking because i have my own <laughs> yeah you got to worry about your own shit no, some bitch can flip me over <laughs> don't worry about some dumb drunken idiot in the back like me <laughs> actually really i really really liked it like i wish i can go by myself but like it's not safe or something you'll drown whatever <laughs> you can <laughs> no, go by yourself right. unless it's like super like rapid no, it's, it's not like you can the best thing if you, you can flip do. you can just get out i'm actually a great swimmer it's fine you know I, I didn't play a lot of sports but that's the one thing i did uh swimming mm, i was a backstroker nice I never really was into professional swimming, but I, I can swim. I learned how to swim by my mom just throwing me into the pool without ever knowing. <laughs> I, I remember think it, it still. Like the TV show Titus had a scene like that. <laughs> how are your kids dealing with the pandemic, like being at home um, Zoom classes? They're kids who like have only ever known life with tablets and stuff. They're yeah. They face more than ten percent of their lives more than been... I do. Like they have much more like you know communication and stuff they they're totally fine but i have really good kids they're they're really smart you know uh this is going to be a whole generation of people that don't have the love language physical touch <laughs> well my daughter uh she's great she doesn't like anybody to hug her she's the best and like, <laughs> like she sounds like the opposite of me <laughs> she's awesome and like when she told me she doesn't think she wants to have kids i made her the biggest sunday ever and uh my son is just i mean boys you know they love their mamas so yeah yeah that's, that's my homeboy I mean, I couldn't imagine going to school on the computer. I mean, it might aspects of it would be nice, not having to walk to school in the cold or shit like that. I know they miss school and whatnot. Um, their school just opened up or will be opening up in like a couple weeks for or a week or so. I don't know. It just adjusted, yeah. Um, for in in school learning, but I haven't put them in there yet. I'm waiting for um me and their father to be able to get uh vaccinated, vaccinated and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Cause you know, and they're smart. You know, they they know what not they have. I have a grandma still. You know, right, like, right. We're you know we're careful. I never take them to stores or anything like that. If I take them anywhere else, they have masks on. I wear a mask everywhere. Mm-hmm. I try not to go that many places. You know, I've worked in surgery for seventeen years, so 
Yeah, like you kinda, I roll my eyes and people are like, I can't wear a mask. <laughs> I'm it's double like, masking oh, yeah. it right now because of the variants, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's <laughs> it's. I mean, but um, I think I'm immune, but we never know. You know, um, <laughs> there's studies that are coming out that say vegetarians mixed with smokers are less likely to get it, and I am both well, of those. Smoking are more susceptible to have serious uh, right. injuries, but I want to see that study if it's peer reviewed and published in a journal. It's like, out of India, so it's completely not relevant over here, but. Well, I mean, only to the American, you know, certain, like, whatever. But if it's still peer-reviewed over there, then I wouldn't mind, like, seeing it. It's, mm-hmm. You know, we still have to take... We are so arrogant. Oh, my God, America. We don't even have uh, health care for everybody, and you're going to act like you know better? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, man. Fucking America, baby. And the you know promised what? land. <laughs> and this is coming from a soldier. <laughs> like I literally serve the country, and I mean, I'll I'll legit kill people for it, you know, you know, like especially those on Capitol Hill, you know, if I had to. Like, quite frankly, God. that's insurrectionist. Like, I gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. I'm not saying I'd kill them, but you kind of. I are. would defend <laughs> that. That is, you know, that's something you would defend. Right. That's something like you would defend. That's that's um, you know, you you take an oath to you know foreign and domestic whatnot. People talk shit about that, but that's the kind of shit that they talk about, you know. But I was medical, so I definitely killed people. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. <laughs> it was my, it was a, duh. Dr. Well, what a great note to go out on. <laughs> <laughs> She's single. <laughs> so um, uh, we have reached the end of this. Um, Sarita, um, uh, is there any way? Uh, is there any place uh, online where people can find you or follow you or anything you want to promote? Not that's like impressive or that does anything or says anything but i am online but i'm just not gonna tell you you don't want to say like your twitter or anything i don't know if you have a twitter oh no i got banned there for calling out facebook way before everyone else found out they were racist um, <laughs> so, anything you want to just I randomly promote i don't know you don't have um, to do anything pay attention to politics and in the midterms vote out the 166 or 99 um house representatives that voted not to allow the uh stimulus bill and voted not to take away uh, the committee assignments of uh, Marjorie Green. Yep. Uh, 100% behind that. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Wigel. You can find me on Facebook at Nick Wigel. I don't know why I said that. Don't find me on Facebook. Um, follow my other podcast, Well That Sucked, at That Sucked Pod, or wherever you can get your podcast. Follow my other other podcast, 10 Dab Challenge, on YouTube. Um, remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. I guess I'm on Instagram, Detroit oh. Sarita, Detroit Sarita. At Detroit Sarita, so um, Detroit S A R I T A. Correct. All right, follow um, uh, Sarita on Detroit Sarita. Uh, and thank you for splitting six with us, everybody. We'll be back next week for our four year anniversary episode, everyone. Love ya.